being in this place right now. Jesus, have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Sikora sikora hayenai kosi ni kikota mira na sikana hai kikota sa kina hata yera so itenai nikiko ina rasai kana hato lakana saya nikiko ina rasai kana hata so ito lakana saya so ikona hata yera sikora so. My children, please do not live with fear. I know the enemy is busy in these last days. I'm quite aware of everything that's happening, the beginning and the end. Please keep these three words in your heart every day. Faith, love, and hope. These three things will get you through, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, no matter what is going on, I'm quite aware. Just keep in my word, because it's my word that I give you that's going to deliver you, that's going to keep you, and that's where all the power lies. Oh, Come on, so we, can we just thank you for that word right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are great, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we enter into another time of worship and giving back unto Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for we feel already in this place. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to bless over this offering, Lord. Multiply and use it for your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. ones that have been able to catch them on sale this year. I did. I, I had to pay full price. But that's all right. God's still good. <laughs> but you know what? So many times we, uh, as Americans, I was talking to someone yesterday, as Americans, we take for granted all of the things that we have. We don't realize the blessings that we have in our life. You know, if, if I ask here today, if there was anyone here that did not have some sort of physical ailment, whether it be eyesight, hearing, you know, muscular issues, heart issues, diabetes, some sort of a, uh, an issue, maybe you have high blood pressure, maybe you're like me, you have sleep apnea, maybe whatever it is. If, if I ask if there was anyone here today that you did not have some sort of physical ailment like that, I don't believe a one of you could raise your hand. We all have things that we deal with. But you know what? Just because I've got situations that I deal with does not mean that God hasn't been good to me. It doesn't mean that just because, you know, I, I'm not... You know, I, I'm not the, uh, the the richest man on the block that God hasn't provided for me financially. Yes. That yeah. God hasn't blessed me more than I deserve. That he hasn't met every one of my needs. Yeah. Right? Oh, just because I may not live in the, the, the nicest house in all of Lake County doesn't mean that God hasn't taken care of me and, and, and provided for me above and beyond anything that I could ask for. Listen, God is good to me. He, he blesses me. He provides for me daily. He never leaves me. It doesn't matter what I face. God's always right there with me. Oh, I, I, I've got a thankful spirit in my heart today. Yeah, there's still needs that we have. Each one of us still have things that we need. And you That's know what? Right. We're going to have needs as long as we're here. Yes. But God is well able 
to provide and to take care of all that we have need. Exceedingly abundantly. Amen. 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 You know, I was thinking about this and I, I thought, you know, there's probably not a one of us that had to walk to church this morning. Probably not, not one of us that, you know, the only clothes that we own are what are on our back right now. There's probably not one of us here today that we slept out on the street last night. It's probably not one of us here today that you don't have food to go home to or to, to eat today to sustain you. Maybe you, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody here that, you know, ate the last thing that was in your pantry this morning and you have no means of being able to, to get food and, and you're, you're wondering where's the next meal going to come from. Amen? Amen. Listen, my God is good. Yes. My God provides for me daily. My God loads me with blessings. Oh. Listen, I may not eat filet mignon and, and lobster and, and, and crab, and now I'm just getting hungry. I may not eat that every day. But you know what? There's times I do. There's times where, where God blesses me, and I get to enjoy those things. Right. And, and whether I'm eating Vienna sausages, whether I'm eating some, you know, chicken salad from a can, whether I'm, you know, having a, a, a meal of hot dogs, or whether, you know, I, I, I'm eating a filet mignon, it doesn't matter. God's still providing for me. He's still giving me provision to keep me going, to keep me, you know, to keep me healthy. God is so good to us. Amen. Speaking of food, I want to kind of segue right into this announcement. We have been uh, doing a harvest fund. We have been um, taking up collections for uh, different food things today. And at the end of service today, we want to open this up to all of the church, everyone that is here today. If you uh, know of someone that is in need, maybe you're in need today. If you have need or if, if you know of someone that is in need, at the end of service, I would like for us to, uh, to go to the back, back here. We have set up back there the, the food that we have collected. And I would like for uh, uh, Brother Cruz, Brother uh, Brother Roland have been heading this up. Thank you very much, men, for, for handling that. And uh, we're, we're going to be handing out some, some food baskets to whoever has need or knows of someone in need so that you can take these to them. And whatever we have left over, we're going to make sure that that gets distributed. And so we're going to get that into the hands of someone that can that can get that out into the community and to be able to help someone. And um, I was talking with Brother Broman this morning. We are going to continue our harvest fund in the form of offerings. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a tickle in my throat there. Um, we're going to continue this. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to purchase some, uh, some gift cards that uh, throughout the year as we become aware of people that, that need some help, that need some financial assistance, we're going to be able to give those out and to be able to, to be a, a help to those in our community. Yeah. 
Amen? Amen. Is that all right? Amen. Church, you behind me on this? Yeah. Amen? Good, good, good. All right. So remember that. After service, we have that available back there. Please go back there. We'll have uh, Brother Broman, Brother Cruz, see them, and, and we'll be able to uh, distribute this uh, through the church here today. Amen. Amen. Also, I wanted to uh, remind everyone, this Tuesday night, we are doing something different. Is that all right? Is it all right if we kind of do something different? I, I, know you're, I know you're not used to us doing different. We, we get stuck in ruts and just, no. <laughs> we are going to meet here Tuesday night, and at 7 o'clock, we are going to be leaving here. We're going to try. We are going to uh, take a prayer drive. We're going to get in our cars, and maybe we can carpool some people, you know, we can kind of group together. Um, but we're going to drive from here down into Claremont and over to our church property. And on the way, I don't want you just, you know, taking in the sights and, and just talking amongst yourself, but I want us, as we leave here and all the way over to the church property, on the corner of Johns Lake and Pencock Road. If you haven't been there, it's a good chance to drive over there and see the wonderful thing God has blessed us with. But uh, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for our community. We're going to pray for those that are uh, that, that are in need, those that God is reaching to. And so we're going to pray for those, and this is going to uh, culminate with us. Um, we're going to park uh around the property, on the property, however we can get in there. We still don't have power on the property, so we're not going to have light, so we may pull on the side of the road and get out, and, and, and we're going to have a, a, a prayer on the property there. I know it's going to be dark. I'll have a lamp, so we'll be all right. But we're going to, uh, we're going to end this with a, uh, with a prayer on the property, and then afterwards we're going to go have some fellowship um, I had originally said that we would all go to Twisty Tree and have some ice cream afterwards. But, you know, I, I got up this morning, I don't know about you, but it was a little chilly outside. <laughs> you know, for us Floridians, it's a little cold out there. And I got thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, the, 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 the weather for Tuesday night is a whole lot better than it is right now. And it's going to be dark. I don't know about standing outside eating ice cream. <laughs> so um, we, we thought that maybe we'll just move it over to the Dunkin' Donuts that is right next to there and we can have, you know, some coffee and maybe, a, you know, hot chocolate or, you know, a, a donut or for those of you that are a little more health conscious, you can have a bagel or, you know, a muffin. I'm laughing though. So Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, don't forget that. Come be with us on that, and uh, I think we're going to have a really good time, and uh, I look forward to that. Amen. 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 Oh, you ready for the word this morning? Yeah. Mark, one second. I was coming to church this morning, and I had a thought. Well, not the Holy Spirit, anyway. Um, you know, when we pray, we expect, we, we say the scripture, and I was telling Carlos that we can be in for the night, and joy comes in the morning, but God didn't say tomorrow morning. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Your healing or whatever will come, but it's not tomorrow morning. It might be tomorrow morning, you know what I'm saying? But he said morning. You know, he said it's going to come in the morning. He just didn't say which morning. Absolutely. And all of that is patience, you know. 
It is. Trust. It is. Right. See, now you're getting in my sermon. Right. Well, 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 hey, it's the same spirit. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I thought I had a different sermon until about 2 o'clock this morning. And, and at about 2 o'clock this morning, the Lord put a different scripture on my on my heart, and he, he, he changed it all. And you know what? He's God, so he has the, the right to do that. That's right. He knows what he wants us to hear. Amen. And so... This morning, I want to talk to us for a few minutes about doing the good work. And um, I'm not going to read to you the scripture text in full today because I'm going to be taking our text out of the 12th chapter of Romans. And um, we're going to be kind of touching on, on the whole chapter. And so I'm not going to make you stand and, and we'll read the whole chapter. But I do want to start just by reading... Uh, the first two verses of that. So if you would stand for the reading of the word, we want to read uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And this is where the scripture talks about a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Today, I, like I said, I want to talk to us for just a few moments today about doing the good work. Doing the good work that God has called us to do. Amen. Let's just pray right now. Lord. God, we love you. We thank you, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, for, Lord, for your wonderful people that are here today with us, God. Lord, I pray right now that you would anoint this word, God, that you would bless this word, that you would help us today, God. Help us, Lord, to receive from your word, God, to hear from your throne room, God, and to, to understand and be able to apply this into our lives, God. We thank you for it. We ask all of this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you greet someone as you're seated today? Once again, it's good to see everyone here today. I know that we still have some that are out today. We have some that are out in sickness. Uh, I'm assuming John is still not feeling well. We pray for him. I know my mom and dad are still dealing with some health issues, so keep them in your prayers. Others, you see they're not here today. Let's pray for them. Uh, continue to lift up the uh, Lewis family and the Dennis family. Of course, they, we had the funerals yesterday for, for those three um, young ladies that, that were killed in that car crash, and we just ask that you would pray for their families in this time of need. Lord bless you. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for doing that. It's good. Uh, I, I didn't get to meet him last week, but it's good to have uh, have our guest with us here today. This is uh, Sam and Kathy Nellum. It's good to have you here. I understand you're here last week. Hopefully there'll be some good sunny weather that you'll get to enjoy. You know, we're, we're called the Sunshine State. I don't know how many of you saw it, but we're not the original Sunshine State. There, there was actually an article in the news today about that. Do you know who the original Sunshine State was? 
service. Uh, we would be focused on being thankful. We would be focusing on that. But you know, I, I feel really directed by God that we're going into a time, a time that we, uh, you know, most people will focus on, on giving, a time on, on being good and helpful to other people. And I want us to talk a little bit about that because as Christians, as, as disciples of God, as children of God, God wants us to be good and to do good work all the time. Yes. And so Romans chapter 12 talks about that. And um, it starts out, as we read in verse 1, talking about, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And we, you know, we talk about the scripture and talk about being a living sacrifice. But what does it really mean to be a living sacrifice? What, what is our, you know, how can we really live sacrificially? What the, the best way that I can I can try to put this into words so that we can get a hold of it is that we should live our life in a way that we can be used of God at any time. Because God wants us to be used of Him. He wants us to be a, a vessel in His hands that He can use to do His will. And so if we will learn to live our life to where at any moment God can call on us and use us, he can reach down into his, you know, into his bag of resources and say, oh, here's a willing vessel that I can use. That's what the scripture is talking about, is that we should present our bodies, our lives should be lived as a, a resource, that we are available, that we're prepared for God at all times. And he continues on the writer of, uh, the, the writer talks a little bit about what that looks like, he, and that includes being holy or separated and set apart and, and being pleasing to God all the time. Holy and acceptable. To be acceptable means that God sees us and he's pleased with us and he's pleased with the life that we're living and, and with our, our willingness to do what he wants us to do. And then he goes a little further here, the writer does, and he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> that confirmation that he's talking about, Scripture actually uh, defines that a little bit as you go in and you study it. To be conformed really uh, is talking about don't put on garments that are going to identify you 
with the rest of the world or, or make you just kind of fit in with the crowd. But let your mind be transformed. Let it be renewed. Let it be renovated so that you think like God. You think the way God thinks. You act the way that God would act. You allow yourself to be used the way God would have you be used. See, this whole scripture here is about being set apart and being a, a, a vessel that God can use. And so if we, uh, you know, if, if we try to blend into this world and we start accepting the world's ideologies and we start accepting the, the world's uh, ways and, and their, their look and their, their actions and all, if we allow those things to, to, you know, to, to come into our life and to become a part of our life, we're, we're not set apart to God. Vessels that were in the that were in the temple, they were set apart for God. They were set apart for His use, not for the world's use. The average man couldn't just enter into the temple in the Old Testament. Couldn't just walk into the temple, grab one of the cups, one of the the, the lavers, one of the things that were in there, and say, "Hey, I want to take this to my house and use it." No, it was set apart. It was for God's use. It was holy. It was acceptable to Him. It was what God designed. <laughs> now, I, I want to talk for just a minute here about the, the, the end of verse 2. Because it says that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, so many times we talk about, oh, what is the will of God? And I've had people come up to me and say, Pastor, how do you know what the will of God is for your life? And how do you know, you know, what you're supposed to do for God? And, and you know, what, what is God's will? Any of you ever have that question? Any of you ever wondered, what is God's will for me? Oh, yeah. I was talking with somebody earlier this week and we were talking a little bit about that, about, you know, the, the will of God and, and how that God, you know, God, Jesus gave us the example in, in the Gospels of the, the people with the talents. He gave one uh, five talents and one two talents and one one talent. And, and, you know, the one with five talents went and brought five others back and the one with two went and brought two others back and the one that had, had, had that the master had given one talent to, he, he was scared, and so he went and buried it in the ground. And when the master came back, he just gave him that one back, and the master was just pleased with him. He said, why didn't you at least put it in the bank? You could have got interest on it. You could have brought me some return. And he was talking to me about that, asking some questions, this individual, and I said, you know, we all have talents, and it doesn't matter what the talent it's to be used for God to bring him glory. And so we have to begin to understand what are our talents? What are the things that we can do? What are the things that, that are pleasing to God? Well, it's kind of interesting because the way that the writer words this, he, he begins to address that a little bit in verse 2 here. He said that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, I've heard people 
teach this, and I, I've taught this, that there is, a, there is a good will, there's a perfect will, there's an acceptable will of God. I believe that there's a will of God. I don't think that, that God has multiple wills. God came to seek and save that that was lost. He came to redeem mankind. He came that, that all men could be saved. And that includes women too, but he was not exclusive. Just a word. That's all it was. Just for excitement. And so what does it mean for us to prove Scripture says that we can prove these things. Well, to prove means to test or to put into action. And so if you're going to uh, prove something, that means I've got to do something. I've got to have some action with, with what is the will of God. And then it goes into those good, acceptable, and perfect. Now, I don't normally venture into doing object lessons, but this morning I'm going to do an object lesson because I think it's I think sometimes we need to have the, the idea just kind of cemented with us what that means. So if you look up the words that are used in the scripture, good means something of benefit. Now. Keep in mind, we're talking about the will of God. The will of God is what God chooses to do or to have done. Okay? that's God's will is whatever the, the one that's in charge wants done. Okay? And so God's in charge, and what he wants done is his will. Right? Okay. And so if he wants this done, then... He talks about, the writer here talks about these three aspects of, of, of how, how we can, how we need to put this into action. Good, something of benefit. <clears throat> Acceptable is a combination of good and something that fits. And perfect is the complete or the completion of that. As I was as I was thinking about this, I um, I, I, I kind of had a kind of had a little thought come to me. I know this is small, and you probably can't see it very well. This is a machine screw, okay? Just a regular little machine screw. And if you look at the head, I don't know if you can see it out there. This is not a Phillips head. It's a slotted head. So, or some people just call them flatheads. It is a slotted screw. So in order, if I wanted to either tighten the screw into something or if the screw was in something, and I needed to loosen the screw out of it, I would need a tool, a vessel. I would need something to assist me to be able to do that work, right? I mean, if this is if this is put down into here, I can't reach down with my fingers and just grab it and unscrew it. It's tightened in there. It's too tight. I can't do that on my own. 
So I, 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 need a, I need a vessel. I need something to help me. Now, see there's that slot in there, right? So I need something that's going to fit in that slot. Well, we all agree on that? Yeah. All right. Now, I get to choose what I'm going to pull out of this bag. Okay? And so I'm going to pull out two things, and you tell me what's good and, and what would fit the description of being able to fit into that slot. G give me a second. I'm getting Oh, see, and of course, inside the package, there's another package. Always, always, always. Oh, I'm getting it. All right. Now, I've got two items here that can fit into this slot. What I have is I have this screwdriver. And I have this piece of pasta. <laughs> right? Now, I, I mean, do you disagree that that fits into there? I mean, it fits into there, right? Okay. So that's good. That fits. Oh, thank you, brother. And you know what? That fits in there also. So both of these are good. But now this one fits really nice and it works. This one, if I put that in there, it fits. So it's good. It's something to benefit. All right, it fits. Good job. Now, if you want to make lasagna, which one of these are going to be the better to use? <laughs> All right. So you got to have something that fits and something that's good. Both of these things, I, I think we'll all agree, are good. For the right use, this is really good. And for the right use, this is delicious. <laughs> really good. But we've got to have that combination of something that's good and something that fits. And so we're going to come back in this example and say, oh, well, this is good and it fits. But what if, you know, just randomly I, I, I grab some screwdrivers because screwdrivers are good for removing a screw. Well, what if I grab this screwdriver? It's a Phillips head. Is that going to do me any good? Why not? It doesn't fit. It's good. It's like this one, but it's not the same as this one, and it doesn't fit. I, I, I can't I can't un unscrew it. All right, all right. I know. I know. Just give me a <laughs> Now, so it has to be something that's good. It has to be something that's good and that fits, and it has to be something that's complete. So a Phillips head screwdriver is good and it fits. I mean, a, a flathead screwdriver, I'm sorry. Got my mind all mixed up. All right. But now, what about if I pulled out this flathead screwdriver? Broken handle, broken tip. 
doesn't really work so good because I can't put any pressure. Every time I turn it, it tries to it tries to slip out, and and I can't get any grip on this because the handle's gone. And so it's got to be something that's complete to be. If if this were really anchored down into something, and I'm trying to trying to work with this, and I'm trying to you know I mean I guess maybe I could no so it doesn't fit that way. It, it's not complete. It doesn't work good. <laughs> so you got to have something that fits. It's good for the job, and it's complete. Okay? That's what God's looking for to do his will. He's looking for something in one of you that's good, that fits, and it's complete, so that it can, so that it can accomplish the task. Now, with a screwdriver, this is a, it's, it's, you know, pretty limited in what it can do. Now, there's a lot of people that use them for purposes other than what they're intended for. But there's also these wonderful screwdrivers that can be a flathead, and it fits there, or be a Phillips head and it could fit somewhere else or you could flip it around over here and you can have a different size flat head or you can have a different size Phillips head and you can go on and on. They have all kind of different bits and, and, and screws and things that it could happen here. So this would be a multi-use screwdriver. See in the kingdom of God, God doesn't limit his people to just one use. Amen. But he gives us gifts, multiple gifts, so that we can be of more than one use. There's more than one thing. Now, all right, so we, we understand about trying to you know, unscrew a screw. Let me get this. Another one. Jennifer, I'm going to buy you some more lasagna. <laughs> and I'm going to have to clean up. <laughs> But you know, in in the in the church, we have to have different gifts in operation. We have to have different things that that are that are working together if we're going to accomplish the will of God. And so, as we begin to read on down through the the passage here, we can see that the writer begins touching on a few of these things and and you know he talks about listen just because you you know you're of use you've got a, a, a gift don't think too highly of yourself that's a truth okay we're, we're we're a vessel in the master's hands right it's the master that's really doing the work we're just a vessel we're just you know a, a tool in his in his toolbox if you will amen Scripture talks about you know how that you know we have we're we're all members in one body and all members have not the same office and and you know we're being many or, or one body in Christ and every one member of another we all work together to accomplish the the total will of God yes. but each of us have an individual will things that God wants to use us for and He touches a little bit on some of the some of the giftings that that would be recognized in the ministry maybe. Okay? Or, or within the church. He talks about, 
uh, those that would prophesy. <coughs> Excuse me. He, he talks about prophecy. He talks about ministry. Those that would minister uh, or, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teacheth on teaching, he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, let him do it with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. He talk, starts talking about some of these different uh, ways that we can be used of God and some of the different giftings that people have. And he says, listen, you've got to use the right tool at the right time to accomplish the right task so that God's will can be done. If we're here in service and it comes time for the preaching, and, and I, I, I call on, on, on Sister uh, Sadie, and I say, um, Sister Sadie, I want you to come up here, and you're going to bring the word of the Lord to us today. She's going to look at me with eyes that can kill. <laughs> but now, on the same token, if it, it comes time for us to have you know, worship service, and, so, and Sadie said, hey, Dad, I want you to come over here and play the keyboard today. I'm going to look at her with eyes that can get Because she has that gifting, and I have this ability. I can't do that. She can't do this. She probably couldn't. She didn't think she could. I think she preaches at me something. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same in the body of Christ. We all have different gifts and abilities and different talents and so those things have to be used for the good of God and, and we can't uh, we can't put one over the other we can't say oh well you know this one's exalted up here because you know they're the pastor or or this one you know they, they just you know they they do the maintenance of the church and, and you know that's that's a lowly office no it's not both are needful can you imagine if we didn't have Brother Broman that does some maintenance around here for us and we came in here and, and you know, two-thirds of the lights in here were, were out and the AC filter was all clogged, so the AC, well, today it'd be all right. The AC wasn't working. <laughs> Normally that would be a real problem. Yeah. You know, but, but that's important. That's, that's needful for the body, needful for the church. Well, it's the same thing in the world. And so... The, the writer here is, is trying to get them to, in their mind to start understanding that, listen, if we're going to do the work, we have to work together as a group, and we all have to live ready at any moment to be used. At any moment. There's, there's nothing worse than, than being in the middle of a project to me. If, I, if I'm working out in my shop and I'm, I'm in the middle of a project, and I, I'm there, and I, I've got everything out, and I've started on it, and all of a sudden, I need to use a tool, and, and it's, where'd it go? Where's the tool? It's not where I left it. It's not where it's supposed to be. And you spend 30 minutes going around trying to find the tool. Only to find generally, and I've mislaid it, and put it back where it's supposed to be. But, or, or that you don't have the right tool. Or that the right tool is is maybe it's 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 dull and it's not sharpened, it's not ready to be used. So we have to live our life being ready at any moment for God to reach down and say, Yeah, this is the tool I need. Yeah. 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 Right now, you're the tool that I need. I need you right now because this person needs something. This situation calls on this, and so right now I need you to do that. 
And so he began then to talk about what are the true marks of a Christian? What are some things that we need to have in our life daily that we can identify so that we can be of use to the master? What are some true marks? Let love be without dissimulation. In other words, don't let it be that, you know, I can love this person and I can't love that person. Or don't let our love be, you know, a, a, a false love, you know. It's just kind of one of those things on the surface. Oh, yeah, I love you. You walk out the door and you couldn't care less about that. No, that's not the love God wants. He wants us to truly love one another. And I can tell you that I, I look out today and I see... I don't just see individuals here. I see brothers and sisters in Christ. I see people here that I love like I love my own brother, like I love my own sister. That's the way God wants it to be. He wants us to, to look at people and have that, that compassion, that love that he did. Amen. If, you, if you read through the Gospels, Jesus walked into the towns and, and he said he was moved on with compassion. And he would go and begin to heal them. He would begin to teach them. He would begin to help them. <laughs> Let love be without uh, dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. To abhor means to push it away because of hatred. Yes. I, I don't know if you have any, you know, any things that you just absolutely you you can't stand. The, the taste or the smell and if, if somebody tried to put that in front of you you're like oh no I can't oh I can't do that but but on the other hand to cleave means to glue yourself to Amen. to adhere yourself to that hold on with all your might with all your strength to those things that are good mm. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Sister Guy, you touched on it this morning. Amen. Listen, when we have tribulations that come in our life, we don't need to get worked up and, and in a frenzy and just say, oh, it's got to happen right now. Amen. God, I need you right now just to do this. Yeah. No God knows when we need and what we need. Absolutely. We take our cares to the Lord, but we also have to wait patiently Amen. as we endure that tribulation <laughs> for God to show up and to bring us through that. Amen. Because God's there walking with us and we're just wanting God, God, just manifest yourself and make this go away. I can promise you, last week when I was dealing with this with this cold that came around, I wanted God instantly just to heal me. I don't want to deal with this. And God said, listen, Mark, you'll be okay. Amen. You just walk on through that tribulation, and it ain't going to kill you. Amen. Yes. Sometimes as men, we act. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> I knew I was going to get an amen for something. <laughs> uh, continuing instant in prayer. 
And that's one that, you know, I've had a lot of people saying, you know, what does it mean to continue instant in prayer? It means that at any moment, you can just pray. You know, you're walking down the street, and, and all of a sudden, you know, there's somebody trips and falls, and they, you know, they, they injure themselves. Man, I'm ready to walk over and pray for them. Amen. You know, help them. You know, help them sit up. Are you all right? Oh, man, you're injured here. Let me pray for you, you know. Somebody else call an ambulance. I'm going to pray for them. You know, I mean, how many times have, have, has, has somebody approached us and said, you know, man, I'm, I'm really going through this, or, you know, I'm hurting, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sick, I'm, I'm facing this sickness, you know. Now I went to the doctor today, and he said that, you know, I, I may have this disease, or I may have that disease. And they say, you know, will you pray for me? Oh, yeah, brother, I'll pray for you. And we walk off. And, and, and we think, well, you know, I will pray for them. Next time I have prayer, I'll mention their name. Or, or when I'm in church, I'll make sure I tell the pastor so the church can pray for them. Well, why not, while you're right there, when they say that, just reach over and grab them by the hand, put your hand on their shoulder, and just say, let's pray right now. Amen. That's what being instant in prayer is, is you just reach over and you say, God, listen, my brother, my sister right now is going through it. They, they've got a, you know, they, they've got this illness that they're that they're facing. We need you to show up and heal them. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's right. Distributing to the necessity of saints. Yeah. Listen, if if you know that your brother or sister or, or someone that comes into the church or someone that's around you, if you know that they're in need, reach out and help them. Absolutely. Listen, I, I know that not everybody is wealthy, but we all have enough that we can lend to help at hand. Amen. I'm not going to say anymore. Um, given to hospitality, bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. God, could you just skip that one? <laughs> and you know good and well, you've, you've had a boss on a job somewhere that just seemed to have it, have it out for you. They didn't like you, and the feeling was mutual. And, you know, they'd come and they would, they would do something that, you know, in your estimation, was them cursing you. And, and how, how, how many of us just instantly turn to the attitude of, man, Lord, bless them. God, God help them. Lord, Lord bless them. Now, we don't, that, that's not the fleshly reaction. But God's saying, that's, that's what I want you to do. I mean, Jesus hanging on the cross. He's there suffering the shame, the pain, the humiliation. And he looks down, Father, forgive them. Right. That's not a, a human natural reaction, but God says, I want to help you that you can have that reaction. Amen. Rejoice with them that rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Amen. Woo, man. I'll tell you, that's, that's a hard one. That, what, what the scripture is saying there is, listen, don't think that you're a know-it-all. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Listen, there's other people that know things that you don't. Mm -hmm. 
and you know some things that others don't, and you need to keep in mind that you don't know everything. That's right. <laughs> and even if you think that you're an expert on a subject, what we think we know may change. That's right. <laughs> Just ask any scientist. <laughs> ask modern medicine. Yeah. How the how the experts of the past had some ideas that were pretty crazy. Yeah. Thank God we don't have bloodlettings today. And they don't use leeches to try to cure us. <laughs> um, verse 17 says, Recompense no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Amen. Another one. Peaceably with all men. There's some people that just don't make it easy to be peaceful. But blessed are the peacemakers. Yes. You know, there's this. See, God says to live peaceably with all men. His word says that. Yes. Or say, good fences make good neighbors. <laughs> God says, live peaceably with them. They're a little hard to get along with. They do some things that maybe you don't do. Maybe they have some expectations that you don't. Live peaceably with them. Absolutely. If, it's, if it be possible, is as much as lieth in you, live peaceably. And then it, then it really begins to, to get in there. He's digging in deep. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay <laughs> Scripture saying, listen, somebody does you wrong, don't, don't instantly bow up and want to, you know, want to fight back. That's right. But step back from it. Step back from that. Give some place in there. Let God work in this situation. And he goes a step further and begins to talk about what this looks like. He says, um, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Amen. If he thirst, give him drink. Now, I know a lot of us like this verse because we're going, Yeah, here comes the good one. Because in doing so, or for it is, uh, I'm sorry, in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Amen. Yeah, yeah let's burn him up, God. <laughs> That's not what the scripture says. That's right. He's saying, listen, if if you've got an enemy and they're they're coming against you, and and he's hungry, give him some food. Yeah. If he's thirsty. Give him a drink. Yeah. Why? What are you doing? You're taking away some of the problems in his life, and you're allowing some, some openness there that God can begin to get a hold of that person That's and right. work on them. Amen. Notice he didn't say that you'll heap coals of fire under his feet that would, that would rise up and consume him. No, but when, when coals of fire are placed on someone's head, it's a it's typically it's a purifying Amen. fire. Yeah. It's a fire that purifies. So the things that are that are evil that are causing that that enemy of yours to come against you, if you'll give God an opportunity 
If you'll do the good things, do the good work that God's called us to do, then God said, I can work on that person, I can purify them, and I can take your worst enemy and turn him into your best friend. That's the truth. And then he closes this out by saying, listen, don't be overcome with evil. Don't let the evil that's all around us overtake you. That's right. But overcome evil with good. Every time. <laughs> oh. Listen, God's kingdom has come to earth. We're citizens of his kingdom. We have, we, we have been brought in to his family. And we live in the kingdom of God right now. Because the kingdom is wherever the reign is of the king. And God reigns here on earth. And so we are citizens of that kingdom. And we need to act and operate as citizens of that kingdom. So that those that are not citizens. Those that have not been adopted into the family can be enlightened, can have their eyes open, that they can be reached, and that God can, can bring them into his family. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, through the, through the true marks of Christianity, through doing the will of God, the good works of God, through allowing ourselves to be that, that tool that's good and acceptable and perfect, that, that, that's good, it's, it's the right tool, it fits the situation, it's complete and ready to use, then we're able to do the will of God and we're able to make a difference in this world. Yeah. And that's what God wants us to do. Amen. Stand with me today. You know, so many times when we talk about knowing the will of God, we inst instantly go to things like ministry. You know, uh, you know. Well, you know, I can't. You know, I, I can't teach Bible studies, or or I can't preach, or or you know, I, I can't get up and sing a special. Or I, I don't have any. You know, any talent to get up and, and play an instrument. I can't lead worship. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Today I ask you, what can you do? Amen. What are you able to do? What are you good at? I mean, the Bible goes so far as to say that you can't give a cup of cold water in his name that God doesn't take notice of. Is there anyone here today that it's beyond your capability to do that? No. I don't believe that there's anybody here. Is there anybody here that it's beyond your capability to, to say a kind word? To, to smile at somebody and say, hey, Hope you're having a good day. God bless you. Amen. Something as simple as that can reach into somebody's life and begin to turn, begin to, to start the, the, the process of change 
through just simple actions of us doing good work for God. Amen. Just something minor. It doesn't have to be that you know that you laid hands on them and prayed for them and God healed them of a you know an incurable disease. Hey, listen, that'd be awesome if that happened. Amen. And I encourage you all if you if you face someone with sickness and they want prayer, by all means, lay hands on them, pray for them in the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible even says, sometimes the things that we look at, uh, you know, the, the Bible kind of puts them in the right perspective. We sometimes exalt, you know, people who preach. And we think, oh, man, they're, you know, someone great for God. Right. Really, the Bible says that it's through the foolishness of preaching right. that God saves us, saves yeah. men. <laughs> so, so those people that we've exalted because they can preach, God says, that's foolishness. <laughs> I, I get up here on Sunday mornings, and you know what? I I make a fool of myself sometimes. You know, I mean, come on, <laughs> really? But you know what? If that's what it takes to get a thought across to you that you remember, you know what? I'm good in the right situation. God has a place for me yes. and a purpose for me. Yes. And at the right time, in the right situation, I'm going to be something awesome for God. Yes. Hallelujah. Listen, I, I want to encourage every one of us. During this season that we're into, you know, we the holiday season, it begins with Thanksgiving flows right into Christmas and then up into the, the new year and all of this time we have this this spirit of, of giving and, and of loving and reaching out listen don't let that stop with this season let it be magnified in you during this season but let it continue year round that same spirit of loving and giving and blessing and being a, a, a help so that God can work in some yeah. Today, as we're closing, I want to give us the opportunity just to, to talk to the Lord. Let's just talk to the Lord for a minute and say, God, what would you have me do? God, how can I be used of you? And Lord, is there any is there anything in me that's that's incomplete, God, that's hindering my use? You know that, that screwdriver that has the broken handle? I can't fix the broken handle. I could replace it maybe, but I can't fix that broken one. But see, God has the ability that he can fix your brokenness. He can, he can reshape and make you new. If there's some things in you that, that you know just don't fit where you need to be, God can, God can do the work in you and make it right. Amen. Today, let's let's give God that opportunity. Let's just lift our hands. Let's begin to talk to God and, and worship Him and let God begin to speak into our lives right now.